welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week, we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Well, good to have you here for Week 11 of Flyers Weekly, and uh, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas, and uh, hopefully that you're getting all that shopping done. I really haven't done a whole lot of shopping yet, so I guess it's probably time I do that. I'll get to it at some point. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. Of course, philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com, our homepage. Good to have you here, and uh, as the holidays get near, while the Flyers uh, and their... Uh, their uh, their time against the Western Conference opponents, and they went three one and one against Western Conference teams this year. So all in all, a pretty good uh, a pretty good uh, stretch of games there for the Flyers. And when you're missing the likes of uh, Simone Gagne, when you're missing uh, Robert Esch, when you're missing Eric Desjardins, when you're missing Keith Primo, when you, well, all the names go on. When you're missing all those players, and you can come through and you can beat teams like Calgary and uh, of course St. Louis. And um, uh, Columbus aren't uh, the the most high quality, highest caliber teams this year. But when you can when you can beat Calgary and uh, you can give Vancouver a run for the money for 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 the most for most of the game, uh, I'd have to say it's pretty good. So Flyers looking good right now uh, as far as the youngsters go. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and more injuries this week, of course, to Robert Esch. Donald Brashear went down with a shoulder injury. Brashear's day-to-day. Uh, Jeff Carter and Mike Richards uh, also on that injury list. And uh, those are short-term injuries, hopefully. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but first of all, starting off with Hitchcock's Corner, like we do every week here on, on Flyers Weekly. And uh, not really a whole lot to say this week, but I wanted to touch on a few comments that Hitch had. And this is after the Columbus game. Um, and <laughs> if you watch a Columbus game, you just kind of had to had to laugh uh, because uh, Columbus had every single opportunity in the world to uh, to win that game. I mean, they had a 5-on-3 for almost the entire second period. Um they, I mean, that you can see now why they're last. They are last in the league in power play, and you can see now why they are. Here's what Hitch had to say after the Columbus game. He says, "I've never had that in my life." Talking about the five on threes, I've never had that. I think I've had it once in the game, but never in the whole period. There were a lot of penalties tonight. I think our best penalty killer was our goalie. It was Robert Esch. There's no doubt about that. He made five or six really good saves. Their goaltender played great, too. But both goaltenders for a game with this many scoring chances, for it to be 3-1 to one is pretty amazing. And it was amazing. It was a good game. But uh, Robert Ash, man, oh, day. What a great job Robert Ash did on, uh, on Tuesday against the Blue Jackets. Of course, the Blue Jackets, like I mentioned, they are last in the league in, 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 their, in their penalty or their uh, power play. They are last in the league, but they had plenty of opportunities. And one thing I noticed about that game, if you, if you watch a game, you'll, you'll notice, of course, the 5 on 3 for most of, this, most of the second period, but they had shooting lanes. They had open shots. They had open net, and the forwards couldn't hit the net. It was amazing to me to watch. I mean, you're talking, you had Ash 
going one way, the puck going the other way, and the and all somebody would have to do was shoot it right in, shoot it at the net. It would have went in. It didn't. Unbelievable, horrible shooting, in my opinion, by the Blue Jackets. And maybe that's one of the obviously probably one of the biggest reasons. Maybe they're last in the power play, but they had every opportunity to win that hockey game on on Tuesday night, and they couldn't do it. It was just amazing. I I, I can't believe that type of shooting. And as far as I could tell, uh, that type of shooting. I don't know if it was just a bad night or if that's what it typically happens with a Columbus team, but that was horrible. Probably the worst shooting at net I've ever seen. Um, of course, every every chance that uh, the Blue Jackets did get, every quality chance, or every shot on goal they did get, they had plenty of quality chances, but every shot they did get get on, on goal, Esch was there and made great saves. 23 out of 24 saves Robert Esch made on Tuesday, and um, just, just had a great game to Robert Esch. And you have to. Uh, when... When, when you have uh, you know a five on three for most of the second period, uh, your goaltender had better be ready to take some shots and uh, kill some chances, or you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And uh, Esch did a great job, uh, and they killed off the entire uh, power play for the for the Blue Jackets. Unbelievable, unbelievable that I saw that type of shooting coming from an NHL team, and unbelievable that uh, well Esch was just outstanding. Bottom line, Esch had, really just did play great. Uh, we, of course, you go to the Vancouver game, and kind of a different situation there. You, you, we talk so much about the mistakes uh, that uh, that were that have been that have been being made throughout the season so far for the Flyers, and you talk about mistakes, and it's it's the same old thing. Nothing really changes. You know, the, there's turnovers in neutral ice. Uh, there are uh, inaccurate passes. Uh, there are bad passes that get turned over. Things like that. The bulk of these goals, if you watch uh, how the op, the, how the opposition's goals are set up, a lot of these goals right now I'm noticing are, are basically set up from neutral ice. And it's the same thing that Hitchcock was saying earlier in the season. If you turn the puck over in neutral ice, you're giving the opposition a shorter amount of distance to travel to set up a, a goal. So those those turnovers are much more devastating to a team, especially a young team like the Flyers, than if you turn it over in your uh, offensive zone and the opposition has to go the entire length of the ice. That's a completely different story. And you saw it kind of happen in the Vancouver game, although the Flyers did play well. They played very well in that game. Here's what Hitch had to say on, after the Vancouver game. And... Uh, Somebody had raised the question if there was a letdown in the third period. Hitch says no. On their power play goal, we had their power play shut down, and the puck went in off a defenseman's skate. There wasn't a switch on coverage on their fourth goal. That was a mistake we made. It seems like every mistake we made today went into our net. We played a heck of a hockey game. We deserved a better fate tonight, a much a much better fate. We had a lot of things go right. We outshot them. We outchanced them. We outplayed them. They're an opportunistic team. They took advantage of the mistakes we made. That's what good teams do. They take advantage. They they were outplayed today. We worked really hard. We created a number of scoring chances, but they didn't need very many, and they scored on them. And that's really all you got to know about the game, the Vancouver game on Thursday night. The Flyers had the upper hand uh, for half the game. Then for the second half of the game, Vancouver took over, scored something like four goals in the third period or something like that. Uh, well, three times in the third. Two were within, were, were within one minute. Um, Anton Carter got a couple goals in the third. Um, but the Flyers outshot Vancouver 43-26, to which is amazing, almost doubled their shots. 
But Vancouver, you talk, you know, Hitch is talking about opportunistic teams. Vancouver was two for four in the power play. Flyers were only one for five. The, the Canucks only had 26 shots. But again, going back to what Hitch is saying here, and it makes such a great point. Championship teams are opportunistic teams. They see a breakdown in the opposition. They go for it 100%, and they they take advantage 100%. Flyers haven't been doing that. They've been kind of taking the long way around uh, these winnings, with these wins they've had. Uh, they've been the recipient of op- opponents' mistakes, but they haven't been taking full advantage of them and scoring goals on them. Prime example was was Vancouver, and you saw it happen with them. Uh, you know, teams that are in this day and age and are in the National Hockey League today, uh, if you the, the the best ones, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. They're really going to take advantage of your mistakes. And I think the Flyers need to, you know, if there's a mistake that's going to be made or the Flyers are going to force a turnover, make something happen with it. You see so many times where turnovers are, the Flyers are able to take control of the puck. Many times, though, it's at the end of a shift, and you often see the player just dump the puck in, uh, and nothing ever becomes of it. But, uh, you know, a lot of teams are creating turnovers, like I said, in neutral zone, and that's where goals are scored. That's where they are set up. That's where odd man rushes begin. And it just seems, up until now, Flyers, every team's going to make mistakes, but the Flyers' mistakes are much more, uh, the turnovers anyway, and the mistakes are, are more in the neutral ice area, and the opposition has a better chance to take advantage of those mistakes um, than, than the Flyers have been able to. So, again, we saw Vancouver come in, and they played well, but the Flyers really, really just outplayed the Canucks and probably deserved to win the game. Some bad breaks maybe go, had gone their way. Of course, Robert Esch was pulled in that game. Possibly, you know, if you look at some of the goals, I mean, some of the goals, there was just a, there was a lot of traffic in front. That's another thing we talk about, you know, on the power play, and... Um, Flyers only one for five on the power play. You look to Peter Forsberg. I mean, Forsberg's a big driving force behind that power play. But one thing you saw the Canucks do is create that traffic in front of the net. And the Flyers have been inconsistent with that. I remember, uh, I believe it was last week, uh, that Kim Janssen had scored uh, from the point, uh, a slap shot from the point. Uh, or maybe it was this week. I don't remember. Either way, Kim Janssen, a great goal, a great shot from the point. And it went in the net simply because there was traffic in front of the net. Don't think the Flyers have really gained a whole lot of uh, experience, or they're they're not working the front of the net like they should. John Sim is one of those guys where you put him in there, he's going to work everybody in front of that net. Uh, He's just going to be a pest. Maybe that's the answer. I'm not sure. But you saw the Canucks do it. You saw the Canucks really make some traffic in front of the net. And I think if the Flyers were able to generate a little bit more traffic out front, uh, especially during the power play, and you got Forsberg's presence out there, hey, you know, anything's possible. That power play may just completely blow up and, and get incredible and unbeatable. But uh, one another thing that the Flyers, I think, lack is, is traffic in front and uh, trying to make more chances. We'll see if that gets better next week. Uh, but... 
either way, the, the Flyers have been playing very well, especially with all the injuries out and the youngsters coming up. And R.J. Umberger, wow, two goals against St. Louis. Uh, so Mike Knubel had two goals against St. Louis. Those two players with four goals. Um, and Sammy Kapanen has been playing just outstanding. You know, in all aspects of the ice, uh, Sammy can do it all. I mean, he can he can be a winger. He can be a center. He can be a defenseman. He has been playing very good hockey. He's been making some great plays. He's been making things happen. Uh, you saw Ben Eager had an assist, I think, the other night in the, um, uh, I believe it was in the St. Louis game. Uh, so Ben Eager is playing well. And Ben Eager's a physical guy. He gets in there and pushes people around. He's not afraid to do that. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of the youngsters coming up now um, from the Phantoms in uh, relation to these injuries. And uh, we're seeing a lot of good things happening. Uh, Freddie Meyer, great playing some great uh, hockey back on defense. And Freddie Meyer, one of those guys who has just kind of stepped in and you don't hear much about him. That's a good sign, especially for a defenseman. He goes in there. He does a great job. He's always where he's supposed to be. He's handling the puck very well. Uh, he's making very good passes, I've noticed. He's setting things up. He's making things happen. So Freddie Meyer, another guy to, to, to keep an eye on uh, in the uh, in the Flyers organization. Good to see that happening. Injury report for this week, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, of course, uh, Jeff Carter, day-to-day with the ear injury. He did something like 52 stitches. He was hitting the uh, ear with a puck the other night, and he did something like 52, 52 stitches. They had to reattach part of his ear. It's unbelievable. Uh, but uh, hopefully he'll be okay. He's day-to-day. He's listed as day-to-day right now. Hopefully we'll get him back soon. Uh, Robert Esch, of course, another two weeks he's going to be out. Growing injury. Uh, he he, he uh, injured that again in the Vancouver game. Uh, so Jamie Storr has been also re- has been recalled from the Phantoms. And Antero Nidamaki is going to get more starts and goal for the Flyers here down at the end of, uh, down the end of down the stretch here in December. Uh, so Nidamaki doing a good job for the Flyers. Uh, hopefully he can keep it up. Mike Richards, uh, he kind of had a, uh, well, kind of got roughed up in that Vancouver game a little bit. Uh, head and neck injury, of course, not a concussion, but more of a whiplash thing is what I had, had read earlier this week. Uh, day-to-day is Mike Richards. Uh, so, again, not a concussion. Right now, not saying anything serious. Uh, he's just day-to-day with uh, apparently some soreness in the neck, uh, maybe a headache, things like that. So, hopefully Richards will be back. Donald Brashear with a shoulder injury. I think that shoulder may have been injured when he got in that fight in the Minnesota game. Uh, he is day-to-day. Uh, the, Turner Stevenson is still out with a hip injury. And the long-term uh, names, Desjardins, uh, Primo, and Yoni Pickenin, uh all long-term injuries there. And Simone Gagne, probably looking at another week for him with a growing strain. Uh, probably another week, week and a half until he returns or at least is allowed to at least start skating again. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up. This coming week for the Flyers, uh, Two final home games for the 2005 uh, calendar year. And those will come against Buffalo on Monday. Ottawa on Wednesday, I believe. Or no, Ottawa on Thursday at home. And then that's it. That will, And Pittsburgh away on Saturday, or Friday rather, um, at the Igloo. And the Pittsburgh game begins an 11-game road trip for the Flyers. They won't return home until January 14th against the Rockies, or against the, against the Rockies. Listen to me. It's not baseball season yet. They won't return home until uh, January 14th against uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So a long, a long uh, road trip 
for the for the Flyers. Eleven game road trip, and we're going to see names like uh, Carolina. We're going to see um, Atlanta, the Thrashers again. We see Boston, the Rangers, at the beginning of January, January fifth. Uh, we'll also see New Jersey, Washington, Boston, also uh, in there, and uh, the Blackhawks also on that road trip, and the Red Wings on that road trip. Uh, so uh, the Flyers have their work cut out for them, and January is going to be a very, very difficult month because you're looking, like I said, in January, you're looking at Carolina, you're looking at Chicago and Detroit, you're looking at the Rangers, you're looking at uh, Montreal, you're looking at uh, just a bunch of teams. January is going to be quite a test for this young for this young team, especially probably the, the middle of January because you're looking maybe at the middle of January getting some of these injuries back, some of these guys back, but uh, that's going to be a real test uh, the the, uh, the middle of January or the entire month of January uh, with all these teams going in and most of them are on the road, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Buffalo hot right now. The Sabres are just uh, just just killing right now. Uh, Marty Biron, goalie for Buffalo, letting up a lot of goals. There's no doubt about that. He's got 13 straight wins. The team themselves have have won six straight and 10 of 11. Uh, he's been Biron's not uh, not what you'd say probably a complete star goaltender, but he's getting the job done. He's got something like a uh, 3.12 goals against average or something, um, but. Uh, the Sabres have been scoring th- almost three and a half goals a game, uh, so they've 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 been out outscoring the opponents. They've been getting the job done. You've been seeing um, a lot of one goal games. I've been noticing a lot of late victories uh, for the Sabres in these games. In fact, uh, they uh, they took a late lead against the, uh, the the Penguins on Saturday night to win. Uh, they had a, a couple overtime games here just recently. Uh, so the Sabres getting it done. They're a hot team right now. They're playing well. Uh, you look down their roster, there's no names that are going to stick out, out and uh, and uh, there's no names that are going to be you know, of superstar status in that team. Uh, they're just getting the job done, which is scoring a lot of goals. Of course, Ottawa on Thursday at home, not a whole lot needs to be said. Dominic Hasek will be there. Uh, he's going to stop everything the Flyers have coming towards him. Uh, you know, the Ottawa probably if the best team in the NHL right now. Uh, go out and limb and say that. So Flyers got the work cut out for him on Thursday. And then Friday, Pittsburgh away. The Penguins at the Igloo. And uh, Pittsburgh just has, have lost. Well, Pittsburgh has lost uh, 10 of 11. And um, not good days in Pittsburgh. Eddie Olchuk fired this week. And uh, the uh, scranton Wilkesbury Penguins coach. Uh, brought up to uh, to take the helm at uh, for the Penguins, and uh, they haven't won a game yet under his reign. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to see the uh, the Scranton Wilkesbury Penguins. By the way, their AHL affiliate, something like twenty and two. They've only lost two games this season. Uh, so if that's any um, <laughs> if that's any uh, signal of, of how the uh, how the Penguins are going to do, well, we'll uh, we'll have to see there. Uh, doesn't look good so far. That's going to just about do it for this edition of Flyers Weekly. Thanks for joining me. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address and www.philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. We'll uh, have a shortened podcast for you next week because of the holidays. Uh, but until then, have a great week. Talk to you soon.
You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.